How many times have you heard someone say, I saw this on Instagram, or I learned this on TikTok? Well, that is because social media is not just a virtual hangout, rather the ultimate classroom where likes, shares, and comments are the currency of social learning. Hi Labmates, welcome to The Social Learning Lab, a podcast about social learning at work. In today's episode, we sit down with the president and CEO of Kirkpatrick Partners and founder of Anchor Train, Vanessa Alzate, to discuss how social media acts as a virtual classroom where ideas spread like wildfire and new perspectives emerge in the blink of an eye. Hi, lab mates. Welcome back to the Social Learning Lab. I'm Diego, joined by our other co-host, Rocio. We have a very exciting topic that we will be discussing today with our very special guest. Lab mates meet Vanessa Alzate. She is the president and CEO of Kirkpatrick Partners and founder and CEO of Anchor Training, a custom training development agency. She received a BA in both communications and political science from Rutgers University and an MS in Corporate and Organizational Communication from Northeastern University. For almost 15 years, Vanessa has consulted with many mid-large organizations in industries ranging from government, pharmaceutical sales, to fashion, in an effort to develop training strategies tailored to each individual organization, team, and learner. Vanessa is a dynamic educator in the classroom and works to bring the classroom experience to life online via webinar training and e-learning. Throughout her career, Vanessa has excelled in assisting companies and individuals to expand their industry knowledge through innovative e-learning and classroom curriculum and encourages her clients to look around them to find inspiration and strategies to engage their learners. She gives back to the learning community as a speaker for the Association for Talent Development, Training Magazine, and the Learning Guild. Vanessa is committed to helping everyone become the best version of themselves. She's an advocate for empowering women and increasing belonging. Vanessa, thank you so much for being here today. We are super excited to have you. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to finally be on the podcast. It's been great to listen in on the first season. Thank you. Well, we appreciate you being one of our viewers, and we're super excited now to have you as one of our guests. So let's get into it. So we are going to go into a little bit of a different topic. We're going to be talking about social media, which I really enjoy a lot. So <laughs> I'm excited to get to know it. So how has social media impacted the way you design and develop training? Yeah, absolutely. So for me, when I look at social media, it's something that it just encompasses, it, it captures all of us in some way, shape or form, whether it is that you're paying attention to LinkedIn or you're paying attention to Facebook or TikTok or Instagram, whatever social platform that it, that you're looking at. And even YouTube is a form of you know social media in a sense. And so what I love to pull from social media is why are people gravitating to that specific platform? And it's different platform to platform, right? And what are they, what are the topics of conversation? What are people engaging with? Why are they engaging with that content? And even when it comes to like video content, right? How are they filming these things? What kind of equipment are they using? What kind of cuts, angles, background? Um, how are they speaking to their audience, you know, their viewers? What is it that are drawing people in over and over and over again? And through that analysis, I'm able to see what are some things that we are talking about in learning and development that is, you know, good practice and how do we maybe reframe it? And it really, for me, social media is challenging me to speak differently, you know, speak in a shorter, more concise way, really 
drive home from the beginning the value of what it is that you're taking out of this learning context instead of burying the lead in learning objectives that people don't really understand how to comprehend, utilizing instead pain points that they have and really the why and the why it's so important for them, the value they're going to get out of whatever the content is that I'm developing. Um, And so it's been really cool to almost retrain my brain to think more like a social media marketing agency as opposed to just an instructional design agency. That's amazing. You know, it is true because this new generation, especially is so short span attention span that it's like you have to find a way to like gravitate their attention within the 10 seconds i think that's what i learned in my advertising class if you have 10 seconds to grab their attention or else they're going to just scroll right by you you know i think that's really and you know a lot of great information that you provided us so would you give a little explanation as to you know how your agency uses your social media i know you have you're really big on tiktok mm-hmm. could you give us a little bit more information about that Yeah, absolutely. So the way that we're utilizing it isn't necessarily that we're creating content for that specific platform, but we're borrowing and stealing um, what's working. So when it comes to TikTok, right, we're utilizing those really short snippets to really challenge ourselves when we're creating these, you know, in the moment of need resources, how can we, if we're doing video, how can we make them short and sweet? It's also challenging us when we're having conversations with our stakeholders and they're like, we want a 10 minute video on this. And I'm like, but do you need a 10 minute video? Cause look at the same content and it's chopped up in like, you know, one minute clips and then they string them all together. And the beauty of those one minute clips is you can then take that clip and send it out to someone who may need it as a coaching tool, right? So you're going through your performance um, review. Let's say you're talking with a salesperson and they need help on you know, making sure they're walking away with next steps with a potential customer. Well, if you have a one minute video, you can then send that to them and say, hey, this is something you need to work on. Here's a one minute clip video to help give you some of those steps. Um, and what the really like cool thing about that is that then they can start to find other things in that same realm to you know, start to increase their, their attention on the things that you probably taught them in training or, you know, when they first went through their foundational training, but they're just so overwhelmed. It wasn't relevant in the moment because they weren't trying to close next steps with a prospect. Um, and so they, we need that reinforcement, right? Um, so we're looking at how are we, you know, having those conversations about what truly is the need to be in this training? How are we talking to our learners, right? So one of the customers that we're working with right now It's a lot of science and medical information that we're working with them with to try to synthesize that and change the language that is more understandable to like someone like me that is not very sciencey and not very, I was good in like in school, but this is not my language, not my thing. Um, So how can we break down that language to make it understandable and digestible by anyone that can pick up that content? Because if it feels like you are, if you're, it feels like you're speaking above me or not, you know, if you're speaking to me, I'm going to zone out immediately. Right. But if you're trying to bring me along in the learning journey, utilizing more accessible and friendly, um, you know, tone of voice and language, then I'm more, I'm going to be more interested and I'm going to feel like, okay, this is actually going to be a place for me as opposed to I'm never going to understand this. I'm just going to try to get the quiz questions right at the end and then, you know, present that I'm paying attention. I think this shorter clips also allow you to really focus on what you want 
mm-hmm. for you to do. Right? A lot of the times, it's longer videos. It's just fun and information, and it's not really focused on actionable steps. So I think this shorter type of videos allow you to really hone in on that action that you want your employee to take when you were talking about sending this video as their performance review or something. Yeah. Very and focused, very, this is what I need you to do. Yeah. And you know, what's also really interesting is, so I do a lot of software training and the things that I've been asked to explain in software training are truly mind boggling. Like not too long ago, I was asked to explain that when you hover over blue text and it turns orange, it's a hyperlink. And I was like, We've all been using the internet for quite a long time. I don't really need to explain that, but sure. I mean, you're the client. I'll put it in if you really want me to. Um, and then I pull up. And so like in that same conversation, I can pull up TikTok and say, they're not explaining that on TikTok. What they're, they're not even showing you where their mouse is j- like moving across the screen. They're showing you where the click is, but they're showing you the click in the place it's supposed to be, not how you're getting there on the screen. There are so many ways that we can shorten what it is that we're doing to get the main points across and people will, are still going to learn. So it's, you know, it, it relates not only in soft skills and sharing those skills, but you can also do that with software training and things like that. And even having those short clips, but also reframing what it is that you're developing when you are developing it and realizing that maybe what the true need is, isn't necessarily that foundational, you know, e-learning or something like that. Maybe taking that budget and putting it towards short videos and they don't have to be TikToks out, right? But the idea of a short video on just that one specific topic and putting it in a place that people can go to when they are in that system that is a much better use of your funds and that is what they're going to actually be utilizing and that they don't have to go through that whole video to get to like oh you have to click on the hyperlink right you could just go to the video that says hyperlink and then that's it that's that's it the whole... that's all we have to yeah they just want that one little piece of the process a little part mm-hmm. yeah yeah and it's very hard going through training and you have to watch these like hour-long videos and you realize that in that whole hour really you're getting snippets that are more important that you're like why didn't i just get this part here and this part here so i think that's really you know utilizing the right methods to your clients what you need to get out of it so you know i really appreciate that you're taking those steps to help clients with that um so kind of looking at that are there any emerging trends in the social media that are kind of helping you reshape the way you engage in like social learning and all that kind of stuff Yeah, I think podcasts are making an interesting comeback. So I thought that they kind of dipped and the podcast market actually became quite saturated um, for a while. And frankly, the searchability was not great. Um, And so I think now actually with TikTok, it's actually increasing podcasts because you're you're seeing more videos that are podcast style. And so what I think is so cool about that is that you can have... um, guest expert interviews and just it's a more casual tone um, and we're just sitting down just with the microphone we can utilize zoom to have that and it feels less like okay i have to get the subject matter on camera i have to give them a script i have to make sure that their lighting is great you know all of these things are perfect in order to um in order to to get what it is that I need, right? If years ago, if I said to a customer, or if they said to me, we need to do video, I would think of all of these different things that I would need now seeing social media and seeing that people are not always, you know, in the best lighting or, you know, they've got a crazy background behind them or, you know, it's just a plain wall, um, you know, or it's just a Zoom that we've recorded. 
That's making video way more accessible and realizing that truly the most important piece is the actual content and the learning and not all the bells and whistles. What I think is even cooler is that there are TikTok videos in which um, there'll be, it's a character and it's telling a story. And those are the ones that are also so memorable, but it's the same person playing multiple characters. And they're maybe just putting on a jacket or a wig or just being doing something silly. And you don't have to get all of these actors and all of these people in order Order to get the point across that you're trying to get across. So I think that's really amazing. Um, another thing that I'm noticing on social media a lot is truly that people are looking for community. Um, and they're looking for people and they're looking for a place to belong. Um, and they're, you know, they're just looking for their people. So having a place where people can go and do that is really quite helpful. And having a place where people can share their wins and be recognized um, for, you know, the work that they're doing is those little things that go a really long way to increase belonging and, and promote a healthy culture in your organization. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And, you know, that sense of culture talking about with inclusivity and that teamwork is really, I think, a big factor. So how do you feel that, you know, you as taking it from your perspective and your team, how mm -hmm. do you create that sense of culture and environment within the social media in the team setting? Yeah. So I, Again, we do a lot of those shout outs sort of things and we really take into account, you know, wins that, you know, and quick tips. So trying to share like if something, you know, if we learn a you know new trick or we learn a new strategy, we're recording it very quickly and almost building our own little repository. Um, so that when we onboard additional people, they're able to just go and go through some of those clips and learn those best practices instead of maybe reading them in a long SOP that they are probably never going to read. Um, and again, having a place in which that it's accessible, right? And having that one place they're going to for those tips and those tricks. Um, and then also just being able to share more about like our culture through, you know, we'll have different, you know, Karis, like in our handbook and stuff like that, there's just different graphics, you know, I'll go and pick like a social media graphic um, in order to share what our brand values are and, or what a process is and things like that. So instead of just sitting there with, you know, just like silly smart art or something like that, or just a lot of text, just trying to liven it up a little bit um, and having, and also that like having those things also become a really great place for us to just share on our Slack channel and things like that. And it becomes part of that repository. Um, and then for us, we're really prioritizing growth mindset in the future, um, as in, in 2024. And for us, for me, what that means, aside from, you know, like the work that you do and building a culture, it's I'm challenging my entire team to really start thinking like a social media agency, right? And wreath, like if I'm looking at learning objectives, which I really don't want to look at that are going to be in a um, module, let's rethink how we are stating them. You know, let's rethink how we are, um, how we are doing that and pulling from that influence because it makes learning a little bit more accessible when people are able to really understand why it is that you're saying what you're saying. I like that. It sounds like there's a lot of social learning in your team. <laughs> you know, I just maybe know the it's queen everywhere. of social learning. <laughs> so I love to, you know, pick her brain a little bit about what works and what yeah. we can do. No, definitely. And I think, you know, that's something that's really has changed with that social media. Like you said, it's that engagement and that driving. And I think that's really where that community is built. It's like everybody has this platform of having their own platform for themselves and now bringing it to the work setting, it allows you to like share, like you said, quick times. Like you don't have to send an email anymore. You can send a quick video or like a quick update and just be like, this is what I did. Like, you know, I think it's, mm -hmm. it's made it faster for us to communicate.
communicate and I think it's easy to learn from because now you're not trying to figure out oh xyz it's oh it's straight there it's just straightforward so yeah it's also I would say made it more accessible to shine a light on different employees right so before you would get tapped by let's say your manager or a director to shout you out at a company meeting well if you're not someone that maybe has a relationship with those people or are in kind of that circle then you may not have ever gotten tapped now being able to share your own wins, your tips, your tricks, yourself in that, that sort of a forum really makes it more accessible and more equitable for people to to show, you know, show that they're also rock stars. It's, it's definitely bringing more people to the table, like it's yeah. opening up the seats for everybody. to. And I think nowadays, one of the biggest thing for people is looking for that belonging i feel like we have become so alienated from each other with mm-hmm. technology which is a great thing and social media is a great thing but it can also be isolating um so this idea that you were talking about about building communities not just at work but you know outside of work yeah um, everybody's just looking to belong someplace i mean truly mm-hmm. employees that belong they don't leave exactly you know unless they really have to for some reason they're not going yeah. anywhere so seeing the success that you've had with this kind of new like evolution of your learning and design development and all that and moving to that more of a social media marketing kind of philosophy, what mm-hmm. are some main points that you would like stress to like anybody in L&D or within the thing looking to do these kind of things? Like what's something that they should steal like or look at the most when they're trying to create these platforms? Yeah, absolutely. First, I would say is just be an observer of everything you know, um, and really take into account, really pay attention, right? So like, for example, we mute commercials in this household. They're usually louder than what I'm watching, if I'm even watching regular TV anymore. And it was just kind of a bothersome. Now, realizing that there's a lot to learn, I will unmute them to pay attention to what it is that they're doing and just use it as a learning opportunity, right? Um, And really that can be said about anything, whether it's Netflix or, you know, going to your kids' Cub Scouts meeting. You know, there's so many things that you learn about everywhere that you're going. Just being that observant um, is really just an educational opportunity, right? So really paying attention is number one most important. Second is really working on reframing how they're stating what it is that they're stating. you know, an ad doesn't start with, welcome to this pharmaceutical, this ad for this pharmaceutical drug. No, it starts with, are you worried about, I don't know, incontinence or something like that? <laughs> you know, are you worried about, you know, whatever ailment that you're worried about, right? Do you not want to be embarrassed about, you know, having to go to the bathroom, you know, in the middle of a party? Things that we've actually all felt, right? So like, take from that like and that stops us in our track and it's like you know what i felt that way i want to pay attention to this ad and maybe and then i'm going to go and talk to my doctor about it and so i think thinking like that so instead of saying something like welcome to salesforce training right talk about you know the importance of it right what it is that they're going to learn from the beginning and just have it you know treat it truly like a hook you know you've got three thing in an e-learn you have more you know you got like 10 to 15 seconds to hook someone in but give them that hook why is it they're gonna want to pay attention and just that changing that tone of voice will get people to stop because we're all really used to being talked to in an e-learn in a very it's almost like 
all voiceover kind of all sounds the same when it comes to an e-learn. Yes, there's different artists, but sometimes I feel like they all still sound the same. Um, so we tune it out because we've heard it so many times, but having those different types of conversation really kind of, or tones really does help. Um, and then I think also knowing that this is going to be a huge shift if you want to start doing this in your organization. It is going to be very different than what people learned um, if they went through instructional design you know, school or get it in their master's or any sort of training. Um, it's also very different than what they've normally done day in and day out. Um, and it'll also be a challenge for some senior leaders to buy in. So a lot of people say that they're looking towards the future, but they're not, right? And if we look at who's truly entering into our workforce, this is how they've been learning. This is how they're currently, they're not going to Google, right? They're going to TikTok to search. Heck, I needed to know how to pack a wide brim hat on a vacation. I went to TikTok and searched it. And so these are things that our next generation is doing. Um, and so we need to start meeting our people where they're at. And if that's where they're at, let's just try it. And just know that it's gonna take you some time, but you can get there, you know, try something small. I think people wanna do these big, great things um, and try to like, you know they say, eat the elephant. We're not, don't try to eat the elephant. Just eat one little piece at a time, show people how it can work. Just do something internal for your team you know, or just do something small and show people how it can be done. And then you can expand from there. Yeah. You know, we're talking about the new generation, but I think the older generations are tired too. And they're just like yeah. ready for the change. And like yeah. how many times you start those trainings and it's like, welcome. And you're like, here we go again. Let's oh, every time I was just at my kid's soccer time. game. They were saying yeah. that. Yes. <laughs> those 10 seconds, 15 seconds is so important to build that you know, investment yeah. from the person that's watching it. And if you miss that opportunity, that whole training is just going to like. Well, you know, in social over. media, what you're doing a lot of times building like no and trust. Exactly. And you still have to do that. You yeah. know, when we don't do that as a, a you know, an L&D, we don't build like no and trust. We just mm -hmm. assume that, you know, mm -hmm. that we're the experts and you have to pay attention. Yeah. And like you have to be here because this is just a training that you have to do. And we go into that training. Yeah, you know, we create that training knowing that they're just gonna have to do it, and there's so many bad trainings. So <laughs> many, I know. I was at, when at the kids' soccer game, one of the dads asked, "Like, oh, what do you do?" And I told him what I did, and he's like, "Wait, so you make the training that I cannot fast forward through?" <laughs> and I was like, "Well, I didn't make that training, but I have. Yeah." I said, "He's like, can you stop doing that?" And I was like, "Well, it's not my request; it's at the client's request, yeah. but I'm trying." <laughs> And I mean, but that's the thing, like you said, it's about getting your money's worth. If you're going to make a training and you're going to just have people not engage in it, then what's the point of spending the money on that? Like you want something that they're going to get something out of. So I think that's something that's really important. And like you said, you want to hook those people, your clients training or attendees in and get them to like be part of the conversation. It's about making the conversation rather than just sitting there listening to the conversation. So I think that's really. Yeah. Important. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, you have this like compliance trainings, which are like super boring sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, and people just, a lot of the time they do compliance training because they get flagged, something went wrong. And then they create these trainings that are like super boring. The employees are not paying attention. And then next year they get flagged again, right? Yeah. Because it's, it's just another training. Like, here you go, let's check this off so we can keep working. It doesn't matter as long as we got this. And it's just like spending money year after year on the same training but no one's doing anything to change the training so the employees actually learn what they need to learn. 
and they're like invested in it. They're not investing. Like, so I talk all the time about cybersecurity training. My dream yeah. is to dress up like a, a hacker in all black um, and record TikTok style videos about uh, the importance of cybersecurity. <laughs> And I just said, you know, yesterday at a conference, I was like, you know, instead of, you know, welcome to Cybersecurity 101, starting the conversation with, have you ever been been nervous about opening up that email and clicking on that link and worried that you're going to be the one that brings down the entire company's firewall? Well, this is why you want to pay attention, right? Because we've all been there. I've, you know, we've all opened up an email that I'm like, this looks legit, but like, is it not? You know what I mean? And it happens. And honestly, there's no reason why those trainings shouldn't be slightly refreshed mm -hmm. every few years because you can pull actual stories of past employees protecting the guilty, of course, and how they accidentally did things that weren't compliant, right? Or maybe consciously, um, but pulling those actual real stories, because here's the other thing, there'll be training out there where the examples are so not realistic that it's hard to connect with them. So like, for example, my husband was telling me about his sexual harassment training he has to take every single year. And he tells me that he laughs through some of the examples because it's just so outrageous. And then he told me about it and I was like, it's not even, it's like, I guess, yeah, it's like funny if I was like watching it, but it's just, it's sad for me as a woman who has been sexually harassed to know that they're not even taking it seriously to put in realistic like things that are actually sexual harassment that people maybe it maybe blurs the line for them um, because they're not they don't care they're not paying attention so it's it's just taking that time and taking it seriously. And unfortunately, because we're always saying training is the answer, you know, we have to have more training. Our training department is never able to get to doing that, this type of work. So we do like, okay, that compliance training is done. We're just going to keep it on loop and just send it out. And as long as there's no major policy change, we're good um, because they're too busy doing other stuff that probably is quite frankly, meaningless. Yeah. And, and, you know, making people uncomfortable sometimes is the investment that we need. Yes. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been told, you know, when we've created some, some scenarios, they're like, oh, that's going to be a little jarring. And I'm like, that's what you want. That's what you want. That's how you, you want people to react to that. Yeah. You know? The reaction's important. I was like, are you jarred also when you watch it on TV? That is what, yeah. that's what you want. There's a reason they don't, they don't um, smooth it over on TV if they want to make an impact, right? They don't gloss over the issue if that's what they want you to learn. So we need to be doing that same thing. That storytelling is so important. And oh my God, critical. It's, mm -hmm. yeah. And I think that's something that, like you said, a lot of people aren't doing because they don't know how to or they don't want to make it look bad. But at the same time, it won't look bad as long as the message is getting across the right way. And I think that's something that has to change in the settings in order for there to be an effective change and an effective learning environment. Because you learn through realistic experiences. You don't learn from just hearing an example that was made up by somebody who just came up with an idea. No, you have to tell something that's real, a real story. And, you know, there's a lot of just like you said, like in the television, there's so much real content out there that it really appeals to that emotion, whether it's good or bad, you know, if it's a happy emotion, or if it's a sad emotion, or if it's just an angry emotion, you want to get that reaction out of your clients. So I think that's really important. Yeah, absolutely. The more you know, people will remember stories when they're impactful. And we'll remember stories where there's some sort of emotion tied to it. And so those are critical. So kind of like going into that storytelling. So how has like storytelling been something that like 
you've done and like implement like I know you were talking about doing the mm-hmm. thing for the cybersecurity like that. Yeah. So how have you done that in your social media settings and like your stuff? Yeah, absolutely. So we're talking to our customers about, you know, doing those um sort of like examples, right? And then telling them, you know, reminding them they don't have to have multiple people. You can, um, but we show them how you can, you know, easily edit um, so that you like look like you're talking to yourself or whatever the case, maybe you're looking to someone else, but you're, you know, you're cutting the clips. Um, and so what we're doing is we're talking about what are these like quick short stories that we could tell and really simple framework is there's a hero and there's a guide, right? So for example, you know, you could have new hire training and your hero is your new hire. And the guide could be, you know, their mentor in the organization, right? And that helps to guide them through onboarding. So imagine having that story told and you're kind of helping, you know, whoever this Johnny new hire is get to his first day, get through his first day or first week of work. Um, and those sort of, of stories are, are really helpful um, because you get to actually you start to like invest, right? You invest in seeing them, seeing them grow. And um, we're talking a lot about just the overall arcs of pieces, right? So instead of just having one sort of, you know, conversation or one sort of training modules, how can we expand this into kind of like an episodic sort of situation where we have episodes, right? And we treat it as such. And you can do little cool things, even if you're in something like Articulate Storyline, like make a next button. I saw um, someone posted this on on YouTube. Um, You can make the next button look like the next episode button where it fills up in white, like on Netflix. You can do things like that where people can feel like they're watching a TV series. I was just on a a call with someone who created a TV sort of series and just posted yesterday about a philanthropist in Dallas who um, want, they wanted to get more 13 to 17 year old girls interested in STEM. And so they created a TV show that actually ended up winning an Emmy, right? So they're, what they're doing is they're telling stories, they're compelling people, they're showing the arcs, they're showing all the pieces of um, all the sides and all the facets of what it is that you're learning. And they're treating learning as three-dimensional right? It's not just one note um, or one dimensional. There's different facets. So being able to talk about what is the arc for your learner as well. So when they come in and they're starting to pay attention, they're starting to watch, they're starting to consume your training, they're here. But where do we want them to get to? And what are the different, um, the different scenes in between in order to get there, the different identities that they're going to end up having in between and how do we showcase that and what's that you know like i saying character arc that we can take them through i think that's yeah i think this is innovative right if you think about it and it's again it goes back to that not everybody coming in is going to be in the same place right talking about onboarding and new hires not mm-hmm. everybody's going to have the same knowledge and if you have disability to create these episodes, you don't have to watch the whole series mm-hmm. to get to where you're going, right? Exactly. So exactly. It creates this equitable space where no matter what place you are mm-hmm. in your career, in your experience, wherever you are, you're gonna have a place to go. And whether you have to start at the beginning of the show or on the last episode, yeah, everybody's like on the same level. It's a way to think. personalize learning without having exactly. to personalize for every single person. Every single person. Yeah, yeah. Sure. people take personalization almost too literally at times. And it's like, if you have multiple options, you don't force everybody to go through the whole thing and they're able to go in and pick where they start, then 
I think, you know, there's the op- the opportunity for you to, you know, give people that personalization. And I think talking more about the different characters, like the character arc actually takes your learner persona and makes it evolve, right? Because that learner persona that you're that you're creating from, that's a great start, but you need to have that learner persona for the entire journey. So we often talk about developing it, like who's your learner? And what we're not talking about is where do we want your learner to end up? And what is that uh, aspirational persona for them? Um, And so if you can help to develop that, it actually helps you create content and know that journey that they're going to go on. I think, yeah, that journey is so important because, like you said, it's about relatability. And I think Mm -hmm. that's where you really appeal is when people can relate to the experience and then find it useful to them without any point where they start. So I think that's really interesting. So kind of moving on into like looking at the future, what are, you know, what are you seeing for the future of this? Like, how are you seeing new things evolving and how social media going to be and very impactful and what is changing? Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that I uh, was reading in a book um, by Alex Hermosi recently was, um, it's not that people's attention spans are getting shorter. We just have higher standards. And I've been like shouting that for quite some time, like our attention spans like I can pay attention to an hour long Real Housewives episode when no one is going to distract me, not even my children, you know, like I am invested in Miami right now. So people can pay attention. They just have standards as to what they're going to pay attention to. Um, And so it's going to actually force us to be to learn to be better um, as developers and to have higher standards for the quality that we're putting out there, you know? And over time, especially as we have tools that people can go and develop, like these AI tools, people can feel like they can just go and develop. It is gonna make that, you know, those sorts of roles are gonna almost go away. You know, that's no longer gonna be your shtick. You've gotta bring, like, what is it that's so special about you that you're gonna bring? Well, it's that, you know, that quality um, and just being able to really relate with your audience. Um, I think as we're looking towards the future, it's more about meeting people where they're at. You know, we're in a critical time in our organizations. We have so many generations in the workforce and people are all at different places. And even if, you know, just we're always, this is always going to be, we're gonna have different people in different places. And so we have to be able to meet them where they're at. Um, And I think the ability to shift and innovate quickly oftentimes customers will come to me to like go and make changes. And I'm like, that's going to take a while. Well, are there ways that we can get around creating content in a different way where we're able to update and adapt quickly? Um, And that's going to be quite imperative. So utilizing different assets like these TikTok videos allow you to go and like replace quite quickly. And the idea of repurposing. So something that we do a lot on our marketing side um, is repurpose content. And I think that is critical for us to start doing um, and to maximize your, your training budget. So if you're gonna, you know, if you have to have that foundational e-learn, if you will, um, then you can also repurpose it by figuring out how you can break them up into shorter clips. If you have a long webinar um, or a lunch and learn, breaking it up into clips to then use it as marketing materials to get people to watch the longer form content, especially content that is not required, right? Optional. You have a lot of time for that, right? We're not giving people time in their day to do learning, um, but I will make time in my day 
if I see clips of it and I'm like, oh, that actually looks like something that I really want to know more about. It relates to me. It's very, you know, could be very interesting. Now that I've seen a couple of clips, I don't have to, in, I didn't have to invest the hour. I either got what I needed out of a few clips or I've seen a few clips. Now I want to invest that hour to pay attention. Um, and so I think that's going to be something that we're going to have to start looking at. And I hope that people start doing more and realizing you actually can get more budget. You know, you can stretch your budget when you do things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Employees have higher standards mm -hmm. now, right? So it's going to be interesting to see that shift, especially because a lot of the time it's like, oh, we're doing this because this is the way it's always been. And, you know, it's working. Mm -hmm. works until now, but it's not really working. And, you know, with social media, the internet, like nothing stays hidden anymore. No. Right? So if someone has something to say about the way that your training is going, about the way that you treat your employees, it's going to be in the internet. Very so quickly. Well, they're going to have to step up. They're going to have to step up and they're going to have to do what their employees want because guess what? They're going to go online, they're going to bash your company, and then you're recruiting. It, I just yesterday. So yesterday when I was at the conference, um, I got an Instagram reel from one of my good friends and it was someone that we both knew growing up and he has a training company. I'm not in our space at all. He trains law enforcement agents. And this was a training from two years ago where there is some very problematic language at this conference. Mm -hmm. And now it is all over the news. Yeah. You know, and, so, and you know, a lot of things that, you know, nothing is private anymore. Um, mm -hmm. So we need to be, you know, rethinking what it is that we're doing. Right. And people will go on TikTok and say, don't go and work there because, exactly. you know, they're not truly invested in you as an employee, although their website says that they do, that they are mm -hmm. um, truly, they're not actually invested in us. So that should, you know, it's. It sucks for the companies, but it's yeah. great for, you know, looking for the... Heck yeah, as an employer, yes. Like, I'm done, you know? Uh, so props to, you know, the newer generations. Yeah. I love it. Their BS meter is... is <laughs> yeah, they can read BS really quickly. And you know what? They they enact change. You know, I work a lot with Gen Z through my through my volunteer with my sorority. And so I'm constantly working with 18 to 22 year olds. And I've literally seen them change policies <laughs> that have been in, you know, part of our institution for since the dawn of time, right? Mm -hmm. Literally since 1873. Um, so, and I've seen them change those policies. Um, and I've seen them, you know, st stand up for each other um, and champion each other. And so I think it's just, they're going to be the ones that change the world. It is such a pleasure to watch and I'm always in awe of them. So yeah, they're going to challenge us to, to be better. I agree. I think, I think, Gen Z is the definition of just because it is doesn't mean it should be. Mm -hmm. And we're going to do something about it. Yeah. And they are. So, yay, Diego. Diego yes. is a rep. I love Diego. it. I it my other, Give me a good Gen recording. Z term. What's a good, what's a good Gen Z word? You have like a slang phrase that you all use. I only know one. What's the one that you know? Maybe. I've heard of Chugi. I learned it from a TikTok. Do you know that one? No. Okay. So, all right. Well, then maybe I'm cooler than you, Diego. Oh my God. I'm so excited. I forget what it was. I don't know. Um, I think it's like, I forget, like kind of like making fun of like being like so millennial or like 
I don't know, like it's like too, it's like being too much or something like that. I learned it from a TikTok of this Cuban girl I follow, and so I was like, oh, I feel like cool because I know one phrase. Um, but yeah, so I'm gonna. I would like a dictionary because I feel like sometimes they say stuff and I'm like, I don't know what that is, but I want to be just as cool as you all are. I, I know feel the slang. Like our slang honestly comes from TikToks and social media. Like people just say random stuff and then you just pick up on it and it, it catches on. <laughs> yeah, that wildfire that just goes and spreads everywhere. You're like, where do we even start from this? And you're like, oh, it came from like this. And you're like, why did we ever pick up this language? But I mean, you know, that's what I mean. It's like you're so much, social media influences us so much and it's so impactful. Like it's really revolutionized the Gen Z culture. Like that's the Gen Z culture is built around social media. Like, everything mm-hmm. we do everything we want that's why i said i feel like social media for us is why we create change because we're constantly seeing it every day that we're like well we have a voice we can use our voice which i don't think the generations before had that platform to use their voice and because social media is so fast that's the platform that you can use your voice and have whether it's good or bad you're going to put it out there and not give any care about what everyone else says because it's your platform to use your voice and nobody can say about it so oh damn Drop that mic. Yeah, that's the social media clip for this episode. Screw everything I said. That's it right there. I love that. And I, I yeah, I a thousand percent agree with you. And, and interestingly enough, people will ask me when I speak about, you know, TikTok and stuff, they're like, well, how do we get people to want to be on camera? And I was like, well, there, you could do non-camera things, right? So you don't always have to be on camera. You can choose to, you know, content creators, I think would be a great new type of role, right? For each department, they have like a little mini influencer that can work with your recruiting department to get people in. It's going to be really cool. And you also have a whole generation that are used to having a camera stuck in their face since the minute yeah. their eyes opened. <laughs> so they're I mean, they not shy. Yeah. <laughs> if they don't have it now, they want to have it because that's that's like a thing. Yeah, so, exactly. So. What's true? Did y'all have y'all seen the Duolingo owl where he's doing all the TikToks now? They just put the mascot and they put one of their employees in like they made a whole like mascot outfit and now he goes around the entire agency and just makes TikToks. That's literally his only job is to make TikToks and then they put it out there and that's how they've been getting content and getting a lot of growth for the business. So it's something a lot of businesses are seeing a need for and I think it is going to change the way the landscape of how businesses function. And I think with this going into training, because you're appealing to this new generation coming into the workplace, it is going to be something that's impactful. And like you said, it's going to change a lot, but I think Mm -hmm. eventually once people get on board, it's going to be the right change to get those old habits that probably weren't the most effective out of the way and put something that's going to really push the company to greater needs and greater expectations. Like you said, that raising that standard because that's all what it's about is raising the standard for everyone in the company. Yeah. And it's not about replacing anything, right? You're not getting rid of stuff, you know, some things that work great. Let's not get rid of things, you know? Um, but it's just about challenging the way that we're coming at the language, how we're coming at the experience as a whole. Um, and when you're doing that, you're still, you're still holding on and retaining the legacy of it. Right. And all the good things and the fundamentals. And now we're just, you know, making it more relevant and just, just a little bit better. And I think too, you know, we just, we're talking a lot about Gen Z um, and they're easy to, to kind of pull on, but 
all the generations are really digging into Instagram reels and TikTok and YouTube shorts. You know, my dad is constantly sending me stuff on Instagram or he's looking up recipes now and he is definitely not Gen Z. <laughs> so, I, you know, this is not just like a generational thing. People are all catching on because they realize they can learn in these short clip in these short bits or just go and learn to make that, you know, French onion soup and just, you know, capture what they need and then go on and do what they need to do. Yeah, I know my mom says me that all the time too. She's like, here's a clip. And I'm like, and the thing is with the social media, it's now even like TikTok, there's so many different forms of those cons. Like it can be like just images or now you have like, you know, the 30 second clips or now it can be three minutes. So, you know, it's so ever evolving that it's Mm -hmm. so interesting to see how it's like forming around different people and appealing to the different target audiences. Yeah. And then you see the communities form around the influencers, mm-hmm. right? So people start to connect in the comments and then you kind of start to see these little communities build and it is a quite a community builder because people are making genuine connection through social. Yeah, and it's like constant. Mm-hmm. Social media is like constant social learning. You're, you're just, the whole time, everything that you're consuming and like you become this like amalgamation of things that other people do yeah, and we just speak from it all the time. Everything that we do, the way that we make our coffee, the way that we—it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Nowadays, nowadays, it's just something. Oh, I saw this on. That's that's the beginning of so uh-huh. many sentences. Yes. So many. I saw this on TikTok. I yes. saw this on Instagram. I or like you're talking to someone and they're telling you about your situation. You're like, oh, I saw a meme about this the other day. Mm-hmm. Right. Like those references that are coming at you all the time. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's just, that's such an important thing is that you also can curate, like if you want to pay attention to what's Mm -hmm. going on, you can curate your feed, you know? So stop paying attention to, I don't know, the dancing videos and start searching for things like, you know, marketing tips or, you know, instructional design tips, right? Leadership tips. That is really, truly where the the content is going right how to videos all of that you can right i mean that is what don't even get me this is like you i will get on a soapbox on this but our learning management systems have it all wrong they are focused about what you like and what you like and what i like as opposed and like trying to share that like with all of us as opposed to creating a personalized experience for me so realizing that i liked this piece of content i took it and showing me more content that would be related. That's what they need to be focused on is an interest-based algorithm as opposed to a social graph, right? And, and at the same time, like <laughs> allowing, right. at the same time, allowing you to find that community that is interested in the same things that you are. Exactly. Because those people that are liking and are commenting on those things are probably people that you're gonna have something in common with. Yeah, if you wanna look for a mentor, this is how you can look for a mentor. That's how you look for a mentor. Yeah, exactly. So there's a lot to be also done with our own um, social or learning management systems to start pulling in from social. Unfortunately, they're just so slow to change. And it's gonna continue to evolve whether you either get on the train or you just let it leave you behind. That's how it's gonna be, I think. Like you said, mm-hmm. it comes down to you wanting to be adapting to the change. You don't have to fully go full force in it, but at least be open to the adaptations and see how it plays out. That's the key for most employers and employees is how do I be a part of it? Yeah, absolutely. Whether you like it or not, like there's no stopping the evolution. And I think, you know, social media is just continuing to grow. New platforms mm-hmm. put out every single day. And 
you know, it's, that's just how. I know, I want to create my own. I was telling Nicole that yesterday on the drive to New York City. But that's going to, it's a lot of capital. <laughs> I, I have a new business now. I can't do all of that. But I eventually want to create um, a social media platform. One that's day. what happens when you're an entrepreneur. Your brain is always, always. thinking of like, the next thing all the time. Always. What, what can I, like, I got this now. Like, what's my next? Yep. Yeah. What's my next adventure? So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, literally. So, yeah, I could, I feel you. I feel you all. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Vanessa, for being here today with us. We really appreciate it. And thank you for providing our viewers and listeners with so much great content. Like, it was really insightful. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. It was so lovely to get to chat with you all. Yes, of course. <laughs> so if um, our listeners want to learn more about your work, your agency, and, you know, anything else, where can they find you? Yeah, so you the best place to find me is on LinkedIn, Vanessa Alzate, and follow Anchored Training. You can follow us on Instagram and TikTok and YouTube, um, and also Kirkpatrick Partners, the newest company that I have. Perfect. Sounds good. Well, thank you again. And Labmates, we will see you next time on another episode of the Social Learning Lab. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Isn't it amazing how we can take scrolling through our feed into a full-blown educational experience? Let's take a quick moment to retweet some of the main takeaways from this episode. First, adopt a marketing mindset using social media as a source of inspiration by borrowing successful strategies from different platforms to enhance the creation of in-the-moment resources. Second, short and sweet content is the most effective way to engage and communicate with the audience, thus maximizing your budget. Third, meet the learner at where they are. Learners have higher standards to what captures their attention. Repurposing and building adaptable content that can feel specialized will ensure they get what they need out of their training. Fourth, similar to community seeking on social media, create a space for recognizing wins and sharing quick tips to foster a positive learning culture within your team. Finally, embrace a growth mindset. Don't be afraid to try these strategies in your work. Encourage your team to think in an innovative and creative way. Remember, the next time someone says you spend too much time on social media, just tell them you're attending a masterclass in 21st century instruction. Now, it's your turn. For your experiment, it's time to put on your social media thinking cap. Choose one specific platform to use as a guide and create a short form content to teach your viewers, whether it's turning a TikTok trend into a lesson on how to solve a tech issue or creating an Instagram graphic on Canva with some of the best practices. The possibilities are endless. Go forth and unleash your creativity on the digital canvas. You can find the full experiment brief in the show notes or in the Social Learning Lab community on Facebook. In the community, you can also share your creations, get feedback and insight from peers, and comment on others' ideas. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review, like, subscribe, or share so we can continue to build a supportive group of social learning enthusiasts. Until next time, keep making learning that matters.